Welcome to another podcast by Guns and Yellow Ribbons. It's the only Arsenal podcast that counts. By Arsenal fans, for Arsenal fans. Enjoy the show. Hello and welcome to another episode of Guns and Yellow Ribbons. I'm Fergus. I'm going to be joined tonight by Max from Melbourne, Johnny from the North Bank and old man Trev. We're going to talk a lot of things about the Guna debate. We're going to talk about the Europa League. Uh, we're going to talk about third place. Is it on? Some of the lonely players uh, and much, much more. Remember, this is an Arsenal podcast by Arsenal fans for Arsenal fans. Enjoy the show. Welcome to Guns and Yellow Ribbons. What, what can we say about Emery? He's done everything right, hasn't he? An Arsenal podcast. On the day, I thought he was one of the best three players on the pitch. By Arsenal fans. <laughs> Look at him, he's ready to rumble at any moment. For Arsenal fans. We need a top-class centre-half. We don't need someone's cast off. This is your Arsenal podcast. He's never going to be a superstar, but he gives 100%. Guns and Yellow Ribbons. Strangely Go enough, on. I'm not going to tell my wife when this podcast goes live for some reason. <laughs> <laughs> I am only joking. <laughs> Follow us on Facebook at Guns and Yellow Ribbons and Twitter at Guns and Ribbons. Hello, good evening, good morning, whatever it is in the world. Um, as you can hear, I've got a little bit of a rasp in my voice. I uh, That is the scotch I've just had. Um, but I've got this dreadful fucking man flu going on at the minute. Uh, I welcome uh, Johnny from the North Bank, old man Trev, uh, and we're going to talk about his final game at the end. Well, final-ish game, he can explain, final game at the Emirates, and um, 24 hours later after he woke up, he's been on the line for 24 hours, is Max from Melbourne. Max, how has it been for the last day? Mate, it's been a, it's been good, you know, I would have rather slept in for the other 24 hours, considering it's now 5.30 in the morning the next day, but I'm glad to be here and I'm glad to have got the right day. And I'd also like to say, Fergus, this is not the first time I've fucked this up. So, no, I know, I know, I know it's not. And I can understand the first time, but it's probably a third or fourth time. Yeah, For fuck's as... sake, you've got to get used to your 11 hours ahead. Yeah, so when as... I say Wednesday, 7 p.m., you know it's Thursday, 6 a.m. As my wife would say, you're a dickhead, Max. You're a dickhead. Mm. Sounds Johnny. like a keeper. <laughs> Johnny, you piped up. How you doing, mate? Yeah, I am a fucking knackered, to be honest with you. Uh, some listeners will, will have picked up at some point that I've got an allotment and I grow veg and stuff. And uh, I've been doing this motorcycle course, so I've been finishing early and then coming back and doing some slogging, and then I'm just absolutely cream crackered. Trev, have you finished packing yet? Uh, about halfway, I reckon. Fergus got uh, still got lots to do. You know, every time you think you've got nearly everything done, other little things rear their head. But uh, I'm sure we'll be fine. Got got uh, about ten days before we go. So oh, I thought I thought it was six. I thought it was six. So you, yeah. you're off on the second of April. We go, mate. Second of April. All right. Yeah. So I suppose that leads us uh, nicely into the Rens game. We won three nil. Um, four three on aggregate. Um. A good goal, uh, sorry, a good game. Um, tactically, I thought it was really good by Emery. I was a little bit worried about the fact that we came out of the traps and got to 2-0 and then seemed to sit back and just almost attract some pressure on us. But that's not the most important thing. I met with Johnny and with Trev. Trev, that's officially... Your last game as a resident in the UK as a season ticket holder. Obviously, you'll have your season ticket and 
he'll uh, make sure it's used accordingly with um, proper Arsenal fans. How was it? Yeah, it was. Uh, it was a bit of a sad evening, really, Fergus. Oh, I am going to come back for the odd game. Um, I've got to. It's the one thing I'm going to miss more than anything. My beloved Arsenal. Um, Not Johnny. Oh, yeah, Johnny's all right. Johnny's all right. But, uh, Damn right, I'm all right. <laughs> but yeah, I got normally I get into the ground about five minutes before the game and uh, and uh, meet you at half time. But I was in the ground hour and a half before the game, sat in my seat, taking it all in, on a bit of a downer. Didn't even come and meet you at half time, Fergus, because uh, I just sat there listening, watching the world go by in that lo- lovely ground there, which is becoming a lovely ground. I know we all miss Highbury, but. Um, it is it is getting better as we as the years roll on. Yeah, so that was it. Yeah, and and it turned out to be. A, I thought we did all right. To be honest, it weren't a bad night. We, a little bit worried that we, as you just touched on, Fergus, we still gave an opposition a couple of chances that if they'd have taken, would have put a different reflection on the tie. But they didn't take them, and we did all right. Johnny. Um, you and I uh, and and Trev met up, and uh, what did what what did you make of the game? What was your summary of the game then? Um, well, the game itself, I thought it's it, it's how the first game would have gone if we would have kept eleven players on the pitch. You know, we, we were technically on it, and we were defensively quite solid. We um, <coughs> excuse me, we knew what they were going to bring and the kind of attacking I mean before the first game we said you know they're not toothless they have some good players going forward so we knew that that was what we were going to get so I think I think it was how it should have gone and uh, I, w- I was never really expecting us to lose the tie Max yeah. I thought it was interesting from the outset the the general sort of feedback from the fan base was feedback of confidence from before the the ball kicked off. Even from the moment that the 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 prior game finished, and we went down to them, there seemed to be a general sort of awe of we're going to come back. Whether that's because we had done it in the previous round as well, or whether that's because we're a club, I think compared to a couple of the other clubs around us, we're a club with momentum at the moment. We seem to be building into the season where some other teams seem to be dropping off. Um, I thought it was a, a, a cracking game. Look, there were a couple of chances that we gave away, but, I mean, the offsides were offsides, so you'd argue that our defensive line stepped up in unison and, and therefore they're not really chances, and we kept their key players quiet. So onwards and upwards, Arsenal, on to the next part. It's not really a big surprise that as soon as the game was finished, uh, apparently an Arsenal contingent straight went straight over to Renz and said, how much do you want for Saar? Yeah, 20 million apparently, wasn't it? Fucking sign him up. Nowadays, 20 million is nothing. But he was very qu- he was very quiet in that game, didn't you think? Yeah, but that's because we kept him quiet. We t- Tactically, I think that um, Emery got it bang on. Uh, well, what, it's not the first time in the last few games that he's got it bang on. Like the Tottenham game, bang on. And the United game, absolutely bang on. I think Emery's well, found the... his balls. Uh, he's he's had them all season. 
but I think for a period of time in the season, I think he was faltering a little bit and maybe going a bit defensive. But in the last few games, I and think, it's not I surprising. Think Max, that, that could be influenced by injuries. You've got like lots of injuries in defence and stuff. So he, he was his hand was forced a little bit, do you think? When yeah, you, yeah, I suppose yeah. when you've got a limited limited pool of players to come with, you kind of have to say, well, it's shit or get off the pot. You have to you're forced down an avenue and you say, well, we'll go all in then. Well, do you know what, boys? It's uh, it, I, I, I think we go, the long unbeaten run we had earlier in the season sort of lulled me personally into a false sense of security. Agreed. And, oh, all and, of us, yeah. And we yep. fell flat on our backsides, didn't we, when that ended? But I honestly think over the last few weeks, I look at players individually and I think, yeah, you've improved, you've improved. You've, they all seem to be, Maybe I'm hoping it's the Emery way finally taking effect. Because you, what you've got to remember, boys, is, uh, I mean, that, that game against Rennes, over the last three or four games, I've known within 30 seconds, and Johnny will tell you this, I've known within 30 seconds of kickoff if Ozil's going to have an half-decent game or not. Yeah, you can tell right. straight away. You can tell his attitude within 30 seconds of kickoff whether he's going to be, do well. Um, Iwobi, I think, has started improving. And, 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 and what you've got to remember is the likes of Iwobi and them younger lads, all, all Iwobi has ever known since he was about 10 years old is the Wenger way, right? So that for that mm. young man to start changing, it's going to take time. And I honestly think we've started to turn the corner now. I've got my fingers crossed here. I'm touching wood, but I honestly think all these players are starting to improve. They're all getting better. Lacazette couldn't get in the side last season with Wenger. Now look at him. As this season's gone on, the boy's playing blinding. I know he mm. needs a goal. Mm. Max said the other day he needs a goal, and he does need a goal, Max. But I'm feeling positive, boys. Trev, you've touched on... <laughs> we've got a, a list of things that we were going to talk about uh, uh, in the game, and you've We've touched on about three of them. Emery, first of all, is he a tactical genius? Um, you know, is his passion starting to get into the team? I, I, I think tactically, I don't know if he's a genius quite yet, but fuck me, he's he's doing a good job. Doing a good I think job. He, yeah, I think he's actually dusted off those dossiers. I think that's, that might be what he is. Uh, you know what? I, th- I, I think it's probably a case of he has been what he has been all the time but it's the buy-in from the players and as 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 the question was is his passion getting into the team his passion must be getting to the team because Ozil is a good example Awobi is a good example Awobi started bright at the beginning of the season being you know new manager trying to impress it's after pre-season da 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 it's warm weather um he went on a bit of a wane and he's he's coming back he, but he looks like he's it's not just like a, a purple patch or like that. It, it looks like he's actually working hard at trying to improve. Even a Wobi, uh, sorry, um, Ozil, who, as I've clearly said over the last few podcasts, I, I don't know if he's an Arsenal man right now or a, an Emery Arsenal man, but even he looks like he's trying to change his game up. Guys, what do you think? He, uh, Emery, for me, has taken the harder road since he's come into Arsenal. And I think what's happened is you, in management you have key decisions that are, that are weight-bearing 
decisions that you have to make early to do with personnel and do with structure. I think Emery has a huge amount of AI, a huge amount of emotional intelligence. And it is not surprising to me that it's taken two-thirds of a season. Sorry, Max, you said EI. So what's E-I-E-I-O? <laughs> EI, <laughs> emotional intelligence, Fergus. Um, so it's showing, sort of, a, it's, showing a it's, lack it's, of it there, I think. There, there we go. There we go. Something that you uh, you could do with a bit more of, Fergus. Um, but um, it's not surprising to me that it's taken this long into the season for it to kind of come together. Like you spoke about earlier on, I think there was a false dawn with the initial impact when we went on our, our unbeaten run. We weren't playing well throughout that unbeaten run, but we were getting kind of instant results out of Emery and out of Emery's system, you know, maybe a reaction to the new manager, maybe just something new. But now it seems that maybe those hardline decisions he made early, taking Ozil out of the team, taking Ramsey out of the team, backing Awobi, bringing Mkhitaryan in at the right time, that those things have come to fruition. And now what we have is a, a steeliness to Arsenal and a togetherness. And like I said early on, what I see at the moment is that maybe we're a team who are on the up, whereas other teams are on the way down. Oh, we know we know one of those teams. We know one of those teams. Oh, yes, we do. Oh, yes, we do. And uh, <laughs> I'm getting ready. I'm getting ready. <laughs> my fr- my friend is a Tottenham fan, and uh, uh, when um, Arsenal, uh, it, 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 it's the usual banter in the pub, and it said, oh, "For Gary, who was a friend of mine that we were talking to, us, for Gary, you Arsenal fans, said, um, you know, it's all, it's all about a cycle, you know, and it just depends how big that cycle is. And with Arsenal, it was twenty one, twenty two years of a cycle, you know, our time will come good. It looks like, shh, I don't be boys. too. Boys, have you seen? Right, I, I wanted to go back to talk about Emery, but you've made me. We will do. We up. will do. Have you seen their list of legends? Right, oh, I'm, a, I'm a football man. Right, I'm a football man. I watch football. I study football. I've not heard of half of their legends. I've I'm glad you said that because I'm a latecomer to football, as you knew. I, I, I came to football in my late in my mid twenties, and I looked at some of those and I went, "Who the fuck's that? Who yeah. the fuck's that?" And they've got a team of legends, not one championship medal between. Not They've won no premierships or no leagues with Tottenham, you know. It's Fucking trophy dodgers. It's embarrassing. <laughs> I, I, honestly, I think if if they do not finish in, in a position where they're going to get Champions League football, right, and we finish above them, I really will be running around Tottenham with me willing hanging out, I swear. I'll be singing it, and I'll be running what, it. And what? Uh, no, I'm not going to ask that other question. <laughs> Listen, getting back to where we that, that that getting back to where we are. Um, so uh, uh, we're talking about Emery and his passion, and so on. Could that passion actually bite him in the arse? Like he jumps around that technical area. He's outside the technical area uh, most of the time. One Carlos is running up and down behind him. Could he get booked for that? No Should chance. he get booked for it? No, of course he shouldn't. Of course he shouldn't, Fergus. He's, he's, the passion he's that not the only is one, showing. Is no, no, he's nowhere near as bad as the other one. Take uh, Klopp and who's that one at Wolves running on the field? That's yeah. another level. You know, Emery stays in his technical area. He shows passion. And from my perspective, that has got to rub off on your players. It's got to. 
It's well, we, got to we, have a positive. We, I find myself watching the technical area an awful lot more, especially when we're at the games. Yeah, me and, too. And especially Juan Carlos Casado. He is brilliant. He's out every time. Every time there's a set place, uh, set piece, he's out. He's given an instruction. He, th- there is a plan for everything. And, and it's so dramatically different to what we had before, which is refreshing. <laughs> it's unusual considering... I've only ever really in a stadium. I've only ever seen Wenger and his tactics. Uh, you can go into Stevie Bold, uh, and he doesn't move. But I think he's there for a different reason. But that's a long story. On on the talk on the subject of celebrations, Bamiyang, the Black Panther, and his mask celebration. Well, I, I'm glad I someone let you know what it was, Fergus. I'm glad someone's informed you. What the mask was actually for, because you. Were I, I had the to dark. fucking. I had to read it in the paper. I don't know what the fuck it is. Go <laughs> <laughs> on, explain. You might as well explain to me. I'm. I'm ignorant. Well, no good asking me because I'm with you, Fergus. I ain't got a clue. No, I've not seen the film. I know the film. Some of those films, you know. Um, some of those films, they they, they get so much. Very samey. They're very samey. But I think it, it was a, there was a very large swathe of uh, support around the the Black Panther being the first black uh, Marvel hero or first black um, superhero with his own movie. It was um, it was huge, and it got so many so so many uh, black celebrities across the world. Everybody was doing the cross chest thing, do Wakanda forever, and all, all that kind of stuff. So there's, there's a big cult following around it. So you get famous stars um, like Aubameyang who come from uh, Africa. They use it as a as a way of sending a message back home. Most and retweeted he's, he's thing on Twitter last. last week. Most retweeted thing anywhere in the internet. So really, it, yeah, wow. it was it was it was interesting. I've forgotten who wrote it. Uh, Might have been Tim Stillman wrote it, but you know we look at these things as adults, as, as people who have followed Arsenal for a really long time, and I think we have our shutters up a little bit about what it means to get people into football at a young age. There's a lot of kids who that's been retweeted to and put on their social media and things like that who are going to be running around with a football, you know, and a and a Black Panther mask. So for the for the club for the the global like Johnny out, with his willy hanging out in that's true. 17. That's true. Well, Johnny gets arrested. The kids won't get arrested. Um, but you know, it's so important for us to kind of look at it from a more, a more youthful prospect and see what it does for a larger part of building Arsenal as a global fan base. And like I said, the highest retweeted thing, like he basically broke the internet with it. I think that's am- I never wow. heard that. That is amazing. I don't. I, I hadn't heard that either. No, you, you know, like, we all of us are at different uh, ages. I think me and Max are roughly the same age. Um, and you think that when we were coming up, there was always a player, and when he was playing football with your kids, and you say, oh, "I'm going to be such and such." Uh, for me, when I was coming up, I, I was Dennis Burkham, or I was Ian Wright, or I was uh, Alan Smith. You know, coming up, and uh, I thought you were more like Neil Ruddock. <laughs> I am at the moment. Yeah, God, I'd rather have no wife than his wife. Oh, Jesus Christ! Anyway, that's a, that's a <laughs> discussion for another game. Um, <laughs> you took, took you straight off my stroke there, you bastard. Your stroke? 
Shrug. He's talking about willies a lot tonight. Have you got yeah, your you willy are. out again, yeah, Johnny? And, and, See, and, you're inferring <laughs> different things into what I'm saying. <laughs> Guys, I've, oh. I've, fu- I've fucked up there. It wasn't the most retweeted thing on the internet. It was Arsenal's most retweeted post of the year. Okay. But it's still, but, listen, the internet is only about Arsenal anyway, isn't it? So. Yeah. Well, yeah, see, seeing as our Arsenal fans take up about 83.5% of all of the trolls on the internet, you know, I think I think you're about right there. So that game then finished 4-3 on aggregate and Arsenal went through. Um, you met Martin, my um, my daughter's partner. Uh, he He's Dynamo uh, Dresden. Is that... Is that who it was? That's who it was. I did. I did say. You that said Martin, but you didn't actually give us the backstory. I, I did. I did. He's a, he's a nice fella. Uh, he's an Arsenal fan, as his probably his second team, but his, his English team. But um, I I support his team as my second or stroke German team, which is uh, Dynamo Dresden, and I've been to a game over there, and he's been to a few games. Uh, He's been to uh, West Brom on Boxing Day. He's been he saw Chelsea New Year's Day, and that wasn't a bad game. I think that was a one-one draw. But he said that that game on Thursday night was the best atmosphere he'd ever uh, witnessed in the stadium. So you know, we turned up. It was a great result, and that led yeah. us into the. Um, we're into the quarterfinals, and we've been drawn against Napoli. What did we? Go, what What do we make of the draw, and the semi-final draw, and what did we make of the opposite side of the of the draw? Uh, who, who Who wants to go first? Anybody wants to stick their hand up and go first? Yeah, go on in. Uh, I think that we're everybody we're in our little chat that we have. Um, pretty much all of us said right. The teams that we want to avoid, and every single one of us, I think, apart from one, Me? said Napoli. Oh, I, I said I'd have Chelsea or Napoli first. Yeah, but uh, the rest of us um, would rather play a big team in the final. And I think it's way it's shaping up now. As if we get past Napoli, which I think we will, because. Um, They've got their own little um, injury crisis at the moment, so it kind of levers the pain field a little bit. And uh, I think I think we we've, we will have the momentum going into it, and I think we'll get past them, and then it's we'll get to the final. And I think Frankfurt we'll end up... in the final. <laughs> I, 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 you know, it's going to be Chelsea in the final, don't you? It's, it's going to be. It has to be. It would be nice to get Frankfurt in the final. Their fans are amazing. Their fans. Did you see? Uh, I, I posted a few things on Arsenal fans forum. I think Schalke fans um, in a square in Man City, mm. uh, in Manchester, amazing. Uh, there was Martin actually showed me um, the uh, Frankfurt fans, and they just took over a street and went right through a street again. I think uh, it might have been Manchester before, but um, so. Max, um, are Trev thoughts on the quarterfinals? Mate, I don't care who we get as long as Johnny doesn't go to the away game. Uh, <laughs> oh, I am not yeah. going to, it, even though I love Rome, I've been there many, many times. I, don't, don't to, I, I would love to have gone, I'm not going. Mate, Naples, you're going to get stabbed in the arse. Yeah. yeah. Boys, yeah, but I uh, could actually speak quite good Italian, so I'll probably get away with it. <laughs> You'll be lucky, Johnny. I, there's. There's a, there's a lot of Arsenal fans that I know that go to 
almost every game home and away that I'm missing Naples. It's I didn't want to draw Napoli purely for that fact because their fans are horrible. Tim Stillman said avoid it at all costs. He said it's an he said it's a a great city and a nasty place to watch football. If if you if if there's any young lads listening to this that are going to that game in Naples, be very very careful. This is an old man talking to you here. You may laugh and think, yeah, what do you know? I know. Be careful. I mean, wasn't I'm that, not going. Wasn't a Leeds fan going. got killed out there? And there's been been all sorts of British fans that have uh, come a cropper, and and some have died out there. So my wife well, and I last... travelled extensively through Europe, and it's the most uncomfortable we've felt in a European city that we actually were meant to spend more time there and we turned around and got on a train and went down to Sorrento a day early because it's a it's a rough and ready city they say it's got a great yeah. underbelly if you know it if, if you can get around there you know it's it's one of those towns that's six of one and half a dozen of the other but I think if you're a local show on your round, you'd probably be fine. Yeah. Um, but on your own, you're fucked. And if you go in there with an Arsenal flag around your neck, our colours mm. are, are not, you're asking for trouble. So You are asking for big trouble. And don't forget the last time they came to the Emirates, three or four seasons ago, they absolutely wrecked a few places, them Napoli fans, mm. even in London. They did not give a damn. So, so if we get through... Um, Villarreal or Valencia? I'd love it to be Villarreal. I think we all would. Either way, we've got uh, ex-Arsenal coming to, coming to play against us, haven't we? Yeah, I'm Go coming back for that if we get there. I'm definitely yeah. coming back. So Santi's at Villarreal, isn't he? Yeah, Coquelin and... Um, Ospina. Uh, no, not Ospina. No, Ospina's at Napoli, and we'll talk about oh, Ospina. Oh, that's right. Actually. Yeah, sorry, excuse yeah. me, yep. Yeah, Cock- Cockerland and the the uh, the defender. Fuck's sake, it's gone right out of my head now. He's actually been playing well. The the Brazilian guy that we oh, had. what's oh, his uh, name? Uh, Gabriel. The teeth. Gabriel. 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 Yeah. Gabriel. The one the one with Freddie Mercury teeth. Yeah. <laughs> um, Napoli actually. I know it was um, uh, Ospina. It was further down the list than what we're going to talk about. Ospina. What the fuck's happened? He he, he got. Smashed in the head in in. in he's got he's got he's got the all clear apparently. He's gone but he full was all bandaged check. up. Yeah, he he might actually have one of those skull caps on. Mm. But you've got to be a nutter to be a keeper. Um, Martin, yeah, you have to you have to be a special kind of stupid. Yeah, Martin, who 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 you met and didn't realise who he was, Johnny. Um, he's a goalkeeper for his local team, and he um ended up getting a punctured lung. Uh, three broken ribs and everything else going in for a ball in just like Sunday League sort of football. And he wanted to get back up and play, but he fell down and fainted because he didn't have enough lo- uh, wind in his lungs uh, to carry on. And he was carted off to hospital for about four days. He, the, the keepers like I are said, fucking nutters. Like I said, special kind of stupid. <laughs> special kind of stupid. Uh, third place... It's ours. It's ours to lose. It's on. It is one hundred. It's one hundred percent on. If you go through the running that we have compared to the running that everyone else has, just yep. based purely on statistics, it's in our hands. 
Well, I think our hardest game is probably going to be the Wolves game. Wolves, Wolves yes. and possibly Everton. I, I'd take a draw maybe at Le- both Maybe of Leicester. Maybe Leicester as well. Leicester can still have a few players. Got, who yeah, because we've got the new surprise. manager bounce, haven't yeah. they? Yeah. Bre- Brenda will fuck it up. Yeah. Brenda will well, fuck I- it up. You know he will. If we lose more than one game of our running, taking into account our recent form, I'll be disappointed. I think we're going had, to lose one. I had a look at it. I gave us a loss and a draw. And I thought, at worst, it's a loss and two draws. So five points drop for us has to be the worst case scenario. And on that, I think I had us finishing on 78 points. Uh, and I had Tottenham finishing on 78 points. I had the scum on 78 points. And everyone else, I think, were a point behind, based on going through fixture to fixture. Um, and everyone's got to play I, everyone. I, I, everyone's I, got to play everyone. Yeah. I had us finishing on eighty-two points, <laughs> and that was allowing for, that was allowing for a draw at Wolves and a win at Everton. But it could be eighty points, which is probably more realistic. Well, the two teams that are going to have the biggest say, having a look at it, are going to be West Ham and Everton because they Palace play almost everyone. Well. Yeah, Palace as well. I think Palace play. play Four of the six, Everton play four of the six, one game's already gone. Um and West Ham play three of the top four. So they're all they're all gonna have a big say in, in where it comes out. But you know, like like I said, mate, it's ours for the taking. It's on us. And I hope that I'm right. I hope that we're a team in flux, that we've got momentum at the moment. Maybe we didn't think we were gonna be here and now we've got a taste of it. We might just sink the teeth in and, and get after it. Hmm. Hmm. I, I I just think, like I said it, I think on the last podcast uh, when I was watching the Man United game, uh, we will lose five or six players at the end of contract um, this season. Bring in two or three, promote some from the youth. I'm I'm starting to get a little bit excited about Arsenal again, and I was two three weeks ago. I was almost getting bored with it. That's the ups and downs you've got with it. Yeah. It's, you know, it's it's really good. And one of the young guys I I do get excited about and do have the up, ups and downs about is Awobi. So the lack of support he's getting from the home fans and, you know, some of the shit that's gone on. I, I, we had a little bit of a chat before when we were setting this up and myself, Trev and um, Johnny are in the North Bank but we haven't heard it directly because first of all I would go fucking nuts if I heard somebody um, uh, saying what people are saying has been said about Awobi and uh, you know but people are saying he's getting racially abused uh, by our own fan base call him a a see you next Tuesday and other added on bits as well um, and abusing him I I touched on it earlier before um that he did come out brightly at the beginning of last season and he seems to be working hard to get back up to that sort of level. Yes, he hits the 18-yard line, thinks about what he needs to do and fucks up, but he does create an awful lot of opportunities and space and stuff for us. You've got... Max, I think we had a, a conversation about this offline. It, the Awobi thing, even Ozil. Uh, Max, I'll leave it to you. You have a, have a look. Form aside, like I, I, 
with the Urzel thing and with the Awobi thing, uh, let's just put the actual football aside for a second because no matter what happens, we're always going to have disagreements about players because we see different things at different games. Uh, last week, I had Fergus on, on our podcast here in Australia, the Ars Brothers, and Fergus and I saw a game completely different. Now, we're both Arsenal fans, and we saw it differently. Different opinions, different opinions on players, even different opinions on how the game tracked. And we had an open conversation about it. So let's put the form of the players or how the players play or the way we perceive them aside. I think the issue at hand here is what's exactly going on with our fan base, right? Because people are throwing pelters at people, pelters at other fans, pelters at players. And I, I put this question up on one of the forums the other day. If because of what happened with Arsene Wenger till at the end, and because it got so toxic, and the fan base kind of connected to a level of toxicity that we need to, to be finding fault where fault doesn't exist because that's become somehow a central part of our football club. You know, so that that's my issue with what's going on. I put something up about, I, I just put a general piece up about Ozil that I thought in the Wren game, despite him being quite neat and quite tidy, I didn't think he was great. And I got absolutely pelted, called all manner of names, people going after me, people direct messaging me, asking me what's wrong with me. I just think the fan base needs to take a really good hard look at itself. When In third, we're in the quarterfinals of Europe, just everyone shut the fuck up. Trevor. Right. Okay, well, I, I want to go back, to, I want to stick with the Iwobi thing for a minute because I've not heard any racial abuse of Iwobi and I can, I'll can. state for a fact now if I do, they'll know about it. Quite the opposite from me, I don't know if Johnny's noticed it as well, in that over the last two, three, four home games, they've actually started singing this Iwobi song, you know, as as he Wobi has started improving, Alex a Wobi Wobi, Alex a Wobi Wobi, exactly. I'm, I prefer uh, the other one. Alex, Alex a Wobi, he runs down the wing for me. Exactly. Yeah. Well, they both get sung. That's that, that he is popular with a large section of the crowd. So much so, he has two songs, or both of which get sung. And that popularity like has been growing recently. That popularity yeah. has been growing recently. I, I I I can't believe. Well, I can believe that it's happened. Why would people lie about stuff like that? But it must be a minority, and and that minority needs stopping. I know, but you you know, sorry, Trev, to talk over you. Uh, I'm going to anyway. But um, the, the, the <laughs> thing that may... <laughs> when does it ever stop you? <laughs> no, no, no. It's it's only because you said it'd be a minority. I can't imagine anybody inside that stadium. People call us sterile and everything else. But our fan base is probably one of the best, most diverse fan bases in the country. Where, uh, yeah, you got the posh section and everything else. you got the normal people. But I cannot imagine anybody coming along and uh, saying something like using the N-words, calling somebody a black this, that or the other. Or I, I, I'm trying to be careful not to be offended to anybody, but I'm just trying to say it as it is. I cannot imagine anybody in that Arsenal stadium. Some people might think it, and privately, but openly in there, I think they get crucified. Around me, I've got um, Malaysian Chinese guy. Uh, well, actually, I think the Malaysian Irish, 
um i've got um uh, mixed race um chap i've got uh, irish greek i've got me i've just every nation in the fucking world around me is what I'm trying to say. And and I couldn't imagine if anybody said anything about anybody, they'd be they'd be jumping all over them. You're lucky, Fergus. I've got Johnny. Mm, <laughs> thanks. <laughs> Just to be clear, I do not shout any obscenities like that at any player. No, you, you wouldn't, Johnny. No, but I, no, would Trev. No, no, would Max if he was there. You know, and, and no would I would say fifty nine thousand nine hundred ninety nine, and that they one just, person. You have, the, you have the odd, you have the odd few dozen dotted around. Um, I mean, a couple of times, Trevor will tell you that behind us, we've had a couple of fuckwits, uh, knuckle draggers, cockwombles, who, who say certain things, and sometimes someone has a has to have a little word with them. I doubt the season ticket holders. They're probably somebody. No, who's, no, 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 no. Who's the got hold of the season? Yeah, yeah. Sorry, Trev, carry on. I, I overspoke to you. Carry on. Sorry, no, mate. I'm just going to put a different bit of perspective on it, Fergus. And uh, this is also, as you just said, uh, a risk I might upset someone or or not offend someone, but I might upset someone. I, I, as you all know, we, we go on about it. I've been going to Arsenal for many, many, many years. And part of the pride in my club is that we've always been, as long as I can remember, a multicultural fan base and we embrace that. People many years ago tried to stop that at Arsenal and put different views across and they were, they were chased away. So I was wondering, and if I'm wrong, I'm wrong. I stand up, you know, someone can have a go at me. As someone just put on Facebook, Iwobi was racially abused by Arsenal fans because they're looking for a bit of attention. Have they done yeah. that? Yeah. You know, because I've doubt. never heard it. I've never heard it. Never, and I'm not defend. If it's happened, I apologize. I don't have to apologize. I've got nothing to apologize for. But if happened on, on Facebook, I'll, Trev, you know. on Facebook, I don't, I don't know if it was um, Arsblog or uh, Lathe from the Islington Gazette. Sorry, I got a cough. Um, <coughs> they put up a a, a a picture of a the front of a a program from the. It looked like the seventies or something like that, and it was Arsenal against the Nazis, and it it, it 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 and it wasn't like Nazis as in the German Nazis, it was against like the right wing, and you go back to um, uh, Denton the Bear, uh, okay, yeah, hooliganism aside and all that sort of side of thing, but he stood outside uh, Highbury uh, when the National Front were very active within football. Um, and him being a black man and white men with him stood and told the National Front to fuck off. And that's what Arsenal have been about. So well, the, the important thing you said there, Fergus, and you're exactly right, is that Denton stood there as a black lad telling him to fuck off, but he was fully supported by every like other fan. Damn right. Yeah. Damn fully right. supported, and rightfully so. And I'm proud of that fact. Mm. Yeah. Uh, right, so what's our next point on the agenda? Fuck me, this is getting deep. Johnny, did you have anything to add on the end of that? I think you, you've had your, your bit of a say on there, haven't you, or not? I have, I have. Okay. Uh, just maybe, just a rallying cry. We had a, uh, I, I did a couple of things on our Twitter and Instagram and stuff about getting everybody together and everybody, you know, singing up for the for the team. And I think what we need to do is exactly the same thing is um, we need to sing up for the players that 
like Iwobi, who might be targeted for a bit of attention on Facebook, or, you know, sometimes there will be cockwombles who want to sing those kind of things just for a bit of attention as well. But we should sing up all the more louder for those players to let them know that the vast, vast majority of us Max, all support him. Max, I want you in your bar uh, on the 1st of um, uh, April uh, for the Newcastle game. I want you to have a big banner up. Uh, we love Mustafi. And I want you to <laughs> sing the German national anthem or play the German national anthem before the game. And gone in Mustafi, we trust. Do you know what? Even when Mustafi is playing for us, like I, I, I still support him, and I'd still sing up for him because he's on the field, right? He's on the pitch. He's there doing a job. I might be a detractor of his outside the game, and I might give him shit, and I might say I don't want him to play. But the second he laces boots and sticks on a jersey, he's an Arsenal man, and he's going out there to do a job, and he gets a clean slate with us for every game. I, I, I just. That's where I stand with it. You wear the shirt, we support you. No, I, I agree. I agree. Um, and like, I, I won't sing a Ozil song at the minute because it, it just doesn't work for me. Um, but I will not boo him. I will not slag him off. Um, I'll just go, no, I don't think he suits our project unless he changes and he looks like he might be. But So we touched on Monday night, Monday night, 1st of April, April Fool's Night. We're playing Newcastle at home. But Newcastle, that's like, I, I, I normally do the Sunderland away game is what I've done quite a few times. And it's like, even the Vomit Comet, which my brother calls my car because I drive too fucking quick. Um, um, it's four hours drive. It's like 200, 250 miles. For away fans, an eight o'clock kickoff um, in London for Geordies and everything else... It's fucking wrong, really, isn't it? Should, it, it no, it's should... definitely, definitely wrong. It shouldn't, it shouldn't happen. It really should. There should be specific rules around this. It is wrong, Johnny. I mean, right, foot, we've got to accept that television is going to dictate when some games are played, right? And and regardless of who it is, you're going to get the odd game where you can have a long travel. I'm not saying it's pleasant, but but. But what really is really really frustrates me is that there's absolutely no consideration for fans consistently. I've got mm. April's fixtures for the Arsenal in front of me, boys. We do not play one Saturday game in April, and we've got three Monday night games. You know, oh, fuck. Is that three because Monday we're not considered games. to be a top tier? team anymore no it's because the Europa Europa League will make a, a difference as well because that will move all our games to Sunday yeah. but because yeah. our run because our run in is interesting and we could end up uh, third fourth or sixth um, it's it's good TV and we get a good following so it's it's all about TV if you look at it there was was it last season the season before I think it was we end up having the most Premier League games televised in one season. I think we had 28 games out of the 38 televised uh, in the UK. So every game is televised outside the UK, but using the UK as a, a barometer. And we generally have about 25, 26 games televised. And if you're Watford, you get four, five, you know. I think you have to have a certain amount of games, but 
we get an exceptional number of games. I'm, I'm sure Liverpool, Man City, because yeah. they're in the in title run, but as a team that are not um, challenging for the title, uh, we do attract a lot. We attract a lot of advertising and, and, and people who will watch. That's why we're, we're the so, Arsenal. Yeah. yeah, we are the Arsenal boys. The Arsenal. And you know, speaking I, of the table, if just going to segue this in, while you guys were talking, I sent you all that picture about the form table. We were saying we've got we've got Newcastle coming up next, and their form is only just below ours. Um, in the in the last six, was it uh, last? Yeah, last five match days on the form table. We're third in the table. Newcastle were fourth. And you know what? You need a pair of binoculars to find Spurs. They're all the way down in 18th. Uh, Spurs, the wheels have fallen off there. Definitely the wheels have fallen off. Yep. Lovely, isn't it? I'm I'm still looking at the fixtures, boys. I mean, we play Napoli at home on the 11th on a Thursday, right? Then we've got two days off and we play Watford on the 15th away on the Monday... Then we play again that Thursday, Napoli away. Then we, when we've got to get back and three days later on the Sunday, we play Crystal Palace at home. And then not only mm. that, three days later on the 24th, we play Wolves away. We've just, we, it just suddenly dawned on me as we were talking then, boys. So, we were tr- saying about our running, but we've we got a lot of games in a we, short we, period with, of time. With the Europa League, True. with the Europa League, it makes top four our third place very hard. That's why I said, is, is third, is it on? But... Which would you have rathered, Trev? Would you have rathered that we're not up against Napoli and we're out and then we can scream into third place easily and guaranteed Champions League next year? Or that we have a tough couple of games against Napoli, see what happens, maybe get into the semi-finals, maybe get to the finals and maybe get fourth. So we maybe get fuck all, all in the end. Which would you rather? Oh, there's no doubt, Fergus. I, 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 I want to see Arsenal win everything. I want to see us in everything, you know. And if we end up at the end of the season with nothing, then so be it. But no, stay you in everything on all fronts. Oh, absolutely, of course, yeah. I want to see my Arsenal win everything. Yeah. Mm. Okay. Yeah. Anybody else think any different? By our marks? own, by our own barometers. I, I, it's funny now we're looking at it as in. If somehow we didn't make top four, if if we missed it by a point, now we're looking at it saying that we'd be really disappointed. But at the start of the season, if you go back to early predictions, we we were thinking um, fifth, sixth, you know, oh, let's hope we can get to the quarters of of the Europa League. And and now all of a sudden it's, it's going to be such a massive letdown for us if we don't make it. I'm with Trev, you know, I want to see us win everything. I want to see us go for it. If I had to choose, if someone said you've got to choose one, I'm less interested in silverware and more invested in what third place is going to mean to us as a club and what third place is going to mean to us as far as transfers and what it's going to mean to us as far as finishing above the fucking spuds. Yeah, uh, you know, it's, it's, it's strange really, but... This season, I made myself a promise at the start of this season that with the new manager, I wasn't going to get upset about anything. I set my expectations low, right, purposely. And to this day, I'm still not disappointed with anything I've seen. We're ahead of the ball game everywhere, apart from the Europa. If we get to the semi-final of the Europa we've equaled last season, 
we're 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 ahead on our league form and and yeah, it's all good for me. Let, let's just keep going as we are. It's all I positive. The, I think at the start of the year, at the start of the season, um, go back to one of my really really early podcasts. Might have been the first one we did on the Aspos. I said, I'm not looking at league position. I'm not looking at position in the Europa League. All I'm looking for is improvement. That's what I wanted to see. I wanted to see improvement and I wanted to see a style or a way that we were going to move forward and a way that we were going to be different. And I've seen it. I, I you know, we've, we've been a tactically astute team who's gone after different teams with different styles and different formations. And for it's me, like that's, that saying, it's enough. Sorry. Yeah, for me, it's enough this year. I've had enough. I've had enough to feel fulfilled this year already. Whatever happens from here for me is a bonus. It's a bit like what I said a, a little bit earlier on. Is that I'm starting to get excited again about the Arsenal. Yeah, I, I see what you mean. I, I can't disagree. It, it is exciting times. And it's it's not just as a team. It's as we touched, we spoke about it earlier. It's exciting to see all these different players either getting better or now finally starting to regain a bit of form, you know. The fans, the fans at the last couple of games, I thought with the Wednesday <coughs> game and the Man United game, you would expect it, but the atmosphere was up. It was better. Mm-hmm. We've got, we got a, a, a different approach from a manager. I, I, you know, and, and what's pleasant as well is this manager, this Emery chap, I think he plans for each game, doesn't he? You know, oh, definitely. You know, the difference mate, ta- tactically, the difference between Tottenham, Man United, Wrens, completely different. Yep. He, he's, I think he's had 40 or 42 different lineups. Over, you know, there's what he's had 31 games plus all the, the league and cup games. I don't think he's had many uh, identical starting lineups over the season in all competitions. We're playing different tactics within the same formation, which is interesting. Yeah. You know, it's not even like we're playing, it's all oh, three at the back, four at the back, two in the midfield, one in the midfield, two up top, one up top. We're going out in essentially the same formation with the same personnel and played two or three different ways. Now, that says to me that that's a manager who's got a collective of players happening where he's saying, this is your job today, son. This is your primary role. He's, this he's is your secondary army. role. Yeah, he's got yeah, he's everyone got coming together collectively. That's what the Arsenal is. You know, I'm, I'm like I said, I'm, I am, I've been quietly bubbling for a couple of weeks since the Tottenham game, as in under the surface. I've been getting more and more excited about it. I've been keeping a lid on it. And like Fergus said, at the moment, I've just got a semi. I'm just getting ready for it. I'm, I'm, I'm a little bit excited, boys. Well, it's like I was saying um, a, few, a few weeks ago, maybe even be just after Christmas. He's kind of act, he's getting the team to act like a Newtonium liquid. Is that under pressure? It is. Fuck me, we're going to solid. need a dictionary to listen to this podcast soon. We've been prolification and. Do you know what? We're, we're, two podcasts in a row. This Johnny Boy's done it to me. I'm just on Google, Johnny. <laughs> I'll explain it. I'll explain it to you. It's a, it's that weird thing you used to do when you was at school. You used to get some corn flour and a bit of water, and you you mix it together. And you can you, it's something that you can pour when it's not under force. But if you poked it, it became more solid. Have you got your willy yeah. again? Uh, yeah, he's done it again, Max. <laughs> hasn't he? If you poked it, it become more solid. What, yeah, what's going on with you? I find that I find that yeah. happens with mine as well, Johnny. 
You see, it's it's the, it's always the fucking Australians that bring the tone down. No, it does with mine too, but at my age, it just takes a bit longer. <laughs> <laughs> I'll say nothing. Say nothing. Anyway, what what? It's a tactically what what he's doing is saying right under defence when they're doing such and such in this kind of situation, you act this way on the on the attack on on the front foot, you act this way. It's each player is going to have more than one job to do. Whereas 10 years ago, 12 years ago, I would say that a player could be two-dimensional. You look at someone like John Terry, you look, you for look example. At, look at the Man United game. We couldn't figure out what the lineup was, whether it was three or five yep. or four. Or, yep, the yeah, heat I, maps didn't match. The, the heat maps yeah. didn't match the, the output. Fergus and I were talking about it. We were like, well, we went out in the back three, but Maitland-Niles played right back. And ended mm-hmm. up having a blinder of a half at right back in a wing back position. I, I just think that the whole thing at the moment, it's almost exactly what we needed. Coming out of a time with Arsene Wenger, where you could, you could basically bet your bottom dollar when the subs were going to happen. Arsene Wenger apparently the thirty seventh best manager in all time. Good on him. Was it thirty seventh or thirty second? We hang around long enough, he's gone bound to have been in some kind of fucking list. <laughs> but now we don't know what's going to happen. And not just game to game, but we've got an element of in-game management. I mean, go back to the first Tottenham game, the mm. second Chelsea game. I mean, both those games were managerial changes that moved the game forwards. I even thought against Wren, you know, bringing on Mikatarin and Awobi at a time oh, when a, a, lot, of, difference. a lot of people the pace, online changed the intent. Yeah, a lot of people online were saying, Oh, bring on Torreira, you know, bring on these guys, we need to close out the game. And for Emery to go and put on two attacking wingers and actually mm-hmm. press them back. And we got a, uh, we re-established our foothold in the game by making attacking changes in a game where we were already ahead and going through. For me that was I was like this is amazing because like I said with Wenger it would have been 60 minutes one winger comes off for another winger 70 minutes DM another winger co- yeah you know it, it's just it's so unpredictable made us more compact just that yeah. but it's exactly I turned to Trevor and said he's bringing them on so that we can pin them back and the winger's going to get out and to take to nullify their wingers because that's where they would get enjoy with Saar and the like they they would get enjoy that way and by starving Ben Arthur by pinning back their wing, their wingers, we nullified the rest of the game, and that was tactically brilliant. And um, Emery's brought in sort sort of uh, we've we've got a like Listiner, Socrates, and and probably stop gaps until we get Socrates for a couple of years. I I reckon Listiner probably not renewing his contract, but we got Suarez uh, in there. And uh, he's on the bench and back to Barcelona. Uh, what uh, what I want to do is talk about that briefly and what you think. Uh, what, he's, he, he only played 17 minutes for Barcelona uh, all season. He's played just under an hour for Arsenal on, I think it's three or four substitutions. Um, but we've got seven or eight loanees. I'd like to have five minutes where we can just run down the loanees as well. Quick one on Suarez and then we do the loanees. Oh, Suarez, I did that little thing in the chat with a bit of alliteration. Go on, Trevor, you can start Googling that now. At a spelt with an A. <laughs> <laughs> not, a not an L. <laughs> alliteration. Uh, uh, but mind you, Trev, of... you know what fuck off starts with? An F. So yeah. tell Johnny that. As, yes, Johnny. <laughs> what, what Fergus said. Off. Well, with Suarez, what we need to do is bin back to Barcelona B bench. 
Max, you were going to say something on it? Go on, Trev, go on, Trev. Well, I feel a bit sorry for Suarez, actually, because how long has he been with us now, boys? A couple of months? Two or three months? January. January, so yeah, three months. Where's he? How's he going to get in the team? As we, we've been that was, that was what night. my point. That was what yeah. my point was going to be, Trev. How's he meant to get in the team when the guy who he got bought in to give us cover for was undoubtedly Mkhitaryan? Before Mkhitaryan's injury, there was a lot of doubt and detractors about what he was capable of doing. Mkhitaryan comes back into the team, and the professional that he is basically puts down a marker and says, Unai. I'm the first name on the sheet for the next month, and that's why we haven't seen Suarez. Because if you had to that, pick between that, the two that's of what them, I was it's Mikatarian. That's what I was going to yeah. say. Maybe maybe he done his job. He's make Mark, made Mickey stand up. Ooh, yeah, I, I think it, I think it's actually it, he's, he's done that, but not just for Mickey. I think he's done it to light a fire underneath uh, underneath oh. Ozil's arse as well. Yeah, I, I'm with you, Johnny. I would, I, I agree totally with Max and Fergus, but I wouldn't have broke it down to to definitive players. Actually, it's I think that uh, if you look at where Suarez could possibly have fitted in off the top of my head, Iwobi, Mkhitaryan, Ozil, Ramsey, they've all been playing. They've all been improving last few weeks. They've all been playing well and I deservedly think, in the side. I think the idea of him was to see if he'd work. So. When Ramsey goes and maybe Ozil does or doesn't go in the summer, that we've got the option to look at him. But I wouldn't pay twenty five million or twenty million for him um, to to uh, to keep him in the squad. He was a look safety at, precaution that we didn't end up needing. Yeah, exactly. Looking at the loanees, um, I suppose what do we do? Do do we do keep sell? Um, Keep on loan, I suppose. Uh, if I run through with the names, we've got Martinez. He's at Reading. What What do we make of Martinez? Would you have him back? Because there's talk about Pope also being um, uh, coming in as uh, number two, number one. I, I, I would have thought a number one. Uh, sorry, number two keeper. He started well and has continued a good form at Reading. Um, seems to become quite fond um, as an Arsenal third choice keeper and potentially number two next season. Um, would 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 you have him back? It's styles for me, Fergus. I think we've seen this year that when Leno's gone out and Czech's come mm. in, I think Czech's a good keeper, but he's not the same style of keeper. I think if we're going to have a number two and we're going to buy into playing a certain way by playing out from the back then we need a Leno-style keeper as our number two. By all accounts, Emmy's been in good form with the gloves in a struggling Reading team, but I don't know that he's that guy who's going to play out from the back for us. Okay. Yeah, exactly. okay. We did a ball... Oh, yeah, you know who is a very good ball-playing uh, goalkeeper? The guy underneath him, uh, Ilyev. Yep. He, the, he is a very good ball-playing um, goalkeeper, so... And he's very highly thought of, I, I, I'm told. Um, I've read. Johnny, the next one on my list was uh, Reese Nelson. Again, started his life on loan at the Bundesliga well, but he's found himself out of the team. Nagelsmann said um, it's for educational measures, uh, whatever that means. But uh, the experience should have done him well. 
and apparently there's disciplinary things as well going on. Would you like to see him back with us next year? Yes. Anybody else want to add any more depth on that? <laughs> I think it I'll, depends I'll on what we do in the transfer window. If we bring in, if, if we end up being able to bring in someone great, let's bring in someone great. If we if we can't get someone in, we bring Reese Nelson back. I actually think maybe another year in the Bundesliga we'll get back a, a real complete player rather than a maybe. Okay, it Trev, do many Trev, harm, Trev, Trev, you were going to say something? Yeah, I was surprised when Nelson went on loan in the first place and then I listened to the reasoning and I thought, yeah, okay, fair enough. I don't know what's gone off at uh, Offenheim recently over the last couple of weeks. Obviously, something bad's happened because he's gone from superstar to out the side. Suppose. Well, he's, he's form's but, dipped, isn't it? It's, it's, more that, it's more that he's form's dipped. probably frustration with the ladder or whatever. I don't know. Okay. Ed, just uh, educational reasons. What would you a rather, a £30 million pound winger or Reese Nelson? I'd rather we keep him. Well, regardless whether we loan him out or whether he's playing for the Arsenal, we keep him on the books. I'd, yeah. I'd probably like him to come back in the summer, um, him to play in the cup games, get some some league games uh, and see how he goes and introduce him, a bit like we've done with Maitland-Niles, a bit like we've done with Iwobi over the years, and see how he goes. And if needs be, stick him back out and loan for the, till the end of the season. Callum Chambers, would you have him back? He didn't get much of a run uh, under the first uh, manager for, uh, and Ranieri tinkered with him. Um, mm. Not that sort of tinkering. You know what I mean. <laughs> um, God, you're, you're all about... It's you, it's you, Johnny. You, you, you started off about running around Tottenham with your willy hanging out, didn't you? So Yeah, that's, that's well, <laughs> that is a well-established chant. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, Chambers, I think, honestly, I've come around to the idea that we should just sell him. He's in the shop window at Fulham. He's quite and, versatile, though. He's a good squad He's versatile, player. yes. Yeah, that, 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 that just means that so, uh, there's more people that are going to want to buy him. I but think he could, fucking he sell him. He can play centre mid. He can, you know, centre half-wise, we could do with some of them. Yeah, I, I said that he could probably fill that false centre-half DM role. But I, I, I'm sorry. I'm looking at his performances in the last few games, and he's just—I don't think he's got to be up to the task. Some Max. players need to, some players need to play regular football to be good. Chambers mm-hmm. has gone to Fulham this year and played regular football in a position. He's been quite good every time he's ever played for us, and he's had a string of games, a decent decent string of games. He's been quite good. That's why he I don't worry. Well yeah, that's why I worry bringing him into Arsenal as a squad player because I don't think he's one of these guys who can just pop up and be bought on and, and instantly be quite good. Which he's, is what I've said before about a Wobie that maybe send yep. him out and get him, like, make him the main man for a bit. Chambers yeah. is young, he's English, he's had a decent run at Fulham. I think he's worth £25 million and I think that £25 million could be reassociated elsewhere. But in saying that, I quite like him. He's a defensive midfield cover. On a bad day, he's a right uh, right back cover, and on a good day, he's a he's a decent third or fourth choice centre back. Death but row. I'd take the money. Death row. I think Death Row's going to need more time out because he's not even had any minutes. No, whilst he's been out, and he's got a, he's, he's injured now. So I think he's got, his loan's been a bit of a dead rubber. Uh, the only minutes he's had this season is with us in the cups. Yeah, I don't get Max. that. What well, I don't get that. Why loan a player out? 
when he's he's not. Gonna I think the idea shot. was to get to get to get him some game time, but he got injured and. Since yeah, since he since he, I'm looking at transfer marked now, uh, since the first of Feb, he, he for four game days he was uh, he was injured, and for the last three games he's he's not got in the squad, so, you know, there is, there is the fact that he's got to now force his way into the into the team. And we've got Asano. We bought him because he sounded like Arsenal, and we could sell some shirts to. The Japanese market. He's uh, playing for Hanover '96. The Forgotten Man played a handful of games, a couple of good performances. Uh, he's apparently very pacey. He's got good feet, but nothing special. Um, I've, we, I doubt he's going to be an Arsenal player for much longer. But he can play as a, a centre forward behind the main striker or as a winger. W- what's your thoughts? He's not our level. I he's saw a him 24 play. Year old serial low knee yeah i saw him play for japan against australia now the australian national football team is absolute shit so it's not a Mm. great gauge of anything but i watched him play live and he looked like an unrefined theo walcott you know like he he was fast don't make Mm. make 24 yeah yeah he's gone Mm. he's 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 a serial low knee Someone needs to find some money to to get him. He's never going to make the level, and I think oh, he was so another one of those. Park or something like that. Yeah, it, don't forget, Wenger made quite a few astute signings to secure markets for viewership as well. So I think that was yep. a little bit of, of of him trying to secure, resecure that Japanese market that people would watch it. People would be Arsenal fans. Is Wenger at his most economic? Matt Macy's at uh, Plymouth, another keeper Arsenal never really utilised. I know he's played a few Carling Cup games and stuff like that. He had some good games and a few impressive clean sheets. But at 24, um, would you would you send him out for another couple of years? Oh, I th- uh, I'd rather have Macy than Martinez, to be honest. Yeah, yeah. But, but Macy's a decent keeper. He is. I've seen him have some good games at the Arsenal. Um, pe- people forget Martinez has been at the club a long time, you know, and, mm-hmm. and not got a look at at all. Yeah, if I had to choose, I'd choose Macy over Martinez, I think. Macy's 24. Martinez is 26. I mean, Martinez is at a, a, a relegation club in Reading, and Macy, I think, is mid-table. Hmm. Hmm. And the last one on 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 the list that I can pronounce because the last uh, the, the final one on the list I've got I cannot pronounce. What's it? Nakwalali or something? He's at Porto B. I I really do you don't know what know Fergus? Who he is. I hadn't even knows. heard of him. It was the first time I'd heard his name. That one must have missed me. Well, there was a big hoo ha over us getting him in the first place. We'd stolen the march on uh, some other big teams in the Premier League when we got him and. Do you think uh, that's another was, marketing ex- exercise for like the African well, market? Well, Carnu Ka- was the one who actually brought him to the club, and it was the re- he's the reason why he uh, he wanted to come to Arsenal is because of the connection with Carnu. He's a Ni- Nigerian kid um, by all accounts. I mean, he's only twenty. And I think another year or so out on loan will, will, will be the making of him. But he is a winger and that can play either 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 wing. Uh, or he can play in the number 10 role. And I don't know if you guys have seen uh, Christian Billick, uh, and there was a, a, a YouTube clip of him, 
I think he was playing Ipswich. Uh, I think he was playing, was it Ipswich, uh, Plymouth or something like that, um, as uh, in the midfield. He's a big lump of a, a centre-back, defensive midfielder. He's played for Charlton uh, uh, this season. Um, he's scoring a few goals, getting some assists. He's been quite impressive for a young lad. Uh, still has a lot of work uh, to do. But from what I saw, um, some of his movement and some of his trickery with his feet was really, really good. And he was sold to us as like another one which is the the thing to come to us. And that was big else? when we signed him. That was, was, that was, con- that was considered to be something massive. Like mm-hmm. he was going to be really special. Our youth system tried to convert him into a centre-back. Uh from what I saw and what I've been reading lately, I think I popped that video up for you, Fergus. The, the ah, it was your, yeah, yeah. That was that was supposedly meant to be his his best game of the year. He had the passing range of Granite Xhaka, but he had quick feet and Cruyff turns like a giant, yeah, he Santi, was like a giant Santi Cazola. He was moving in and out. The thing is, I'm not sure of, and and I'll say this, you know, I haven't watched enough of him or enough Championship football to be able to say it, but. I'm just not sure whether he's playing at centre-back or he's playing at defensive midfield. But, you know, if he's playing like that, the one thing I did read was that he gets robbed of the ball a lot. So in that game where we're seeing the highlights of him and he's sort of doing people and winning, apparently he gets robbed quite a lot as well trying to do that. But whether that's just youthful exuberance or not, we won't know. I'd say another year out on loan for him. Maybe like you said, let's bring him back. Maybe take him to... Where are we going this year? Are we going to America or...? For the for the preseason, does anyone yeah, know where the, we are? It's a rumor of America, t- at America. It's a rumor for an American tour. It hasn't so that's someone yet. that's someone who I'd take on tour with us to America and give a decent yeah. run of games and have a look at there and say, okay, well, let's either bring you into the squad or not. And finally, bear, bear him, he's only twenty one, so you know he's been he with us for four couple, years. Yeah, but he's got another couple of years at least uh, of trying to work his way into a squad. Mm. Finally, Ospina, we took uh, touched on him earlier with his injury. Would you have him back? No. 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 Trev? Okay. Right, no, that's not it. Not good enough. All right. Um, director of football is a topic we'll carry on to our next podcast because we haven't got a lot of football to talk about. Um, we've done soirees. Uh, really good news on the WSL. Uh, Barclays have done a £10 million sponsorship of the WSL. Uh, obviously, England winning the She Believes tournament uh, will have raised the profile of uh, the, the the ladies and women's football. So that's 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 really good. Um, anybody, I don't know if you can get it out there, um, uh, uh, Max, but anybody watching Harry's Full English, um, Merson, I, I I know we're going a bit longer than we normally do because we normally do an hour and we're already at an hour and ten. But um, briefly, I know Merson, I get called Merson sometimes, thank you, Manny. Um, but um, Merson's had a relapse on his um, gambling and stuff like that. Uh, just thought was out for the guy, I suppose. Anybody to add on that? No, addiction never really leaves you. It's just a matter of, a matter of you learning to live with it. Um so he's gone so far and, you know, some people who live with addiction sometimes relapse. Uh, and he has in it uh, and he's 
to be commended for being able to say, look, well, well I, I've relapsed, I need help. Because, you know, in the current day and age, people should be commended for actually standing up and saying, I need help. I Not our favourite person. Not our favourite person at all, but, you know, he's a human and needs support. So, yeah. Hey, listen, we're, we're, we're hearing loads of shit uh, out there at the minute. Every other person I know is either talking about somebody who's got cancer, um, hearing about young people. There's a guy, I didn't know him very well personally. I met him a couple of times. Trev, you may have known him. Uh, Bud um, died uh, recently. He's how, do You saw the, the stuff on Facebook. How old do you reckon he is? Mid, mid late 30s? I, I haven't got a clue how old he was, to be honest, because I didn't know the man that well. I saw him about occasionally, didn't know him that well. But I do know his, his, his passing has had a massive effect on a lot of Arsenal fans. Yeah, there was a lot of guys who weren't there. There was a night on the back of it. He, um, reading through some of the threads, he had like a pulmonary embolism, so a blood clot hit his lung and uh, and killed him. And in fairness, that happened to my, my sister-in-law when she was 27. So, you know, it's, it's quite a dramatic thing. But all I'm hearing of people are getting cancer, young people dying, and men killing themselves with suicide. So, you know, um, if Merce is talking, that's good. You know, the guy might be a prick at mm-hmm. times, but he's talking, at least he's trying to do something about it. You don't want a Gary Speed. You don't want, you don't, we don't need that. People, you, you know, we, we all go through our different bits of shit, but... Oh, it it as the old advert BT advert used to go. It's good to talk. Yeah, and as the one yeah. over here is the market over here is is are you okay? Very easy words to ask a friend, you know, and and something that we should all do regularly. Are you okay? Yeah, exactly. Mm. You got to talk. Merson, Merson was so brave. That program's gone out to millions and millions of people, and he's a brave man. He's done the right thing, and I wish him well. He's upset yeah. me a few times, but I don't care. I wish the man well. Yeah. Uh, upsetting you, it's all bants and all that sort of stuff. But when it comes to real life stuff, you don't wish anybody ill or shit. It, 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 it Trivialise it slightly. I don't give a... F- you know, I hate Tottenham, but if my mate is a Tottenham fan and he needs a tenner and he hasn't got a pot to piss in or he needs help, I will do what I need to do to help the mate. I will not see another fellow man struggle. But, yeah... And I'll tell you what, um, just finishing it off on uh, a thankful note, you guys, as, as you said, are you okay, Max? Um, I had had that sent to me quite a few times over the last few weeks and months um, with the stuff that was going on with my mum. So it is true. So anybody listening to uh, this and thinking about one of your mates or one of your, your, your pals that's gone through some shit, just drop my text. Are you okay, mate? Give us a bell. So, uh, longer, as I said, than normal. Um, but I think we we covered a lot of stuff and not talked much about football. We just talked about a lot about Arsenal. Uh, I've, I actually enjoyed this one. Yeah, it's been, oh, that's nice, it, nice. It's been good. <laughs> we've talked about Johnny's Willy and uh, <laughs> then we've got serious. And, yeah, I've enjoyed it. I, I then we talked about your Willy and, and Max's as well. Yeah, we, we've almost yeah. talked about everyone's Willy's. The intellels are in, well. The intellels an interesting thing. Still time. Yeah. We've nicknamed your willy the intellol, Fergus. <laughs> intellol. Listen, we don't nick their words; they nick our titles. You know what I'm talking about, don't you? 
Yeah, oh, yeah, the arse blog, yeah. The arse blog. Titles, yeah, 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 they use Interlol as this period where there's no football. But uh, we named a podcast about four weeks ago, Eurotrash, and they had one about a week ago called Eurotrash. So, listen, boys, um, Max, I hope you're awake now. I am, mate. The coffee's kicked in. You're ready for the day? I am. Uh, Johnny, I hope you're feeling a little less shattered now. You've had us sit down and relax. Well, I've eaten half a double XL pizza, so it hasn't helped me. No, nothing, nothing's wise. changed there, then. <laughs> I, was too, I was too tired to cook. Honestly, I come home and I was just so shattered. I just yeah. sat down and that was it. But if people haven't seen Johnny, Johnny's like an athlete. He is just yeah. six foot four, slim, muscled, six pack, a bit like myself, really. Yeah, I'm not quite big enough to be a sumo wrestler, but I, I, <laughs> if I carry on with the way I'm going and I, I have dedication and I stick to my very unhealthy diet, I'll get there. Yeah, but you look good in in your in your um, smart cashmere coat before you go out for a date. Yeah, yeah, hey, well, yeah. didn't he look the part, Fergus? The didn't boy, he eh? just didn't he? Just yeah. brushes up all right, uh, Johnny. You know, <laughs> yeah, we've yeah. got the fifth day, fifth day on Friday. Ooh. Oh, really? Oh. What was the number? What was the number? What was the number that you said? <laughs> <laughs> it might have been five. the words out They wobble to and fro. <laughs> I have to say that I've been on the uh, the motorcycle course the last few days, uh, learning to ride big boy bikes. So you're bollocks a bike. No, it's, uh, no, it's, I'm going to end up with fizzy jizz now with all that vibration. <laughs> well, do you know just what? Make sure, so, just make sure you touch it and make it go firm before you go out, Johnny. I don't, I don't think I'll need to touch it. <laughs> <laughs> it's gonna, it's gonna explode before it even starts. <laughs> Just, I'm not. Just, I'm not going out. I'm not going to be going out with a with a loaded gun. Yeah, just remember what Fergus says at the end of the podcast, Johnny boy, and avoid that. Yeah, don't do that first time. Yeah, not the first time. No, no. we build up to that. Trev, up the ass. <laughs> up the ass. <laughs> Fuck me. This this has been like. <laughs> Oh, God. Right, Trev. <laughs> Trev. I'm going to have to. Trev. I'm going to Trev, um, you're off to, to sunnier climbs very soon. I wish you all the best. I wish you and Donna all the best, and I hope it fulfills all the dreams you want. There's always a room over here, mate, if you uh, if you come over to the Arsenal. Um, uh, you can crash here or whatever uh but we also want you to be our greek correspondent so please get a fucking headset and decent broadband no problem at all fergus thank you very much for that i do appreciate it and uh it's the one thing i'm gonna miss is football and talking to you boys it's been my life and it will continue to be my life and i will be back brilliant thanks mate johnny up the arse You've been listening to Guns and Yellow Ribbons, an Arsenal podcast by Arsenal fans for Arsenal fans. Follow us on Facebook at Guns and Yellow Ribbons and Twitter at Guns and Ribbons. And remember to rate and review us too.